So I always enter, this may sound counterintuitive, but I always enter networking events, whether they're virtual or in person, with a belief that no one in the room needs what I have to sell. (laughs) That's a good idea. Yeah. Right? Because then I'm not in sales mode. Yeah. If if I if I walk in thinking, okay, well, no one here is going to need what I have to sell, then I'm not even worried about it. I'm not thinking about me. I'm not thinking I have to be slick and clever and, and whatnot. I can be in curious mode. I uh-huh. can be totally open to learning and engaging with other people and taking away that sort of information. Curious mode. I love that. Yeah. The business of sales is sometimes harder than actually making the sale in the first place. See, you're not only a professional salesperson, you're a business owner, but the focus always seems to be on sales. Well, we're here to help you. I've been in the sales world and training sales professionals for over four decades. My name's Morris Sims. I've seen some great salespeople fail because they didn't run their business very well. Well, we're going to share success concepts and interview some great entrepreneurs who are going to help you in your business. Welcome to the business of sales. We're all in sales, right? I mean, come on. It, it just its the way it is. If you've got teenagers, you know that we are all in sales and we're in sales all the time, every day. 24 hours a day, just about. It's it's the way it is in life today. So it, I'm really excited about having Diane Helbig with us today. Diane is uh, a speaker, an author. We'll talk about her book. She's an advisor and a host of a podcast herself, which makes me terribly nervous, but we're really glad to have <laughs> Diane with us. So Diane, thanks for being on the business of sales. Oh, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you wind up being an author and a speaker? Well, when I decided that I wanted to be an advisor and I took a a course to learn really mostly how to be able to market that, um, a couple of the ideas that they had were writing and speaking. And so I thought, okay, I can write articles. I can hopefully speak and and. Uh, create workshops and things. And so when I started my practice, I just picked some topics that I was passionate about and headed out there. And then one thing led to another and I was ready to put all my writings and thoughts into a book. Oh, that's fantastic. And so is that where Succeed Without Selling came from? Well, my first book was um, Lemonade Stand Selling, and that's where that book came from. And then Succeed Without Selling has really evolved from there, uh, really from watching so many people engage in activities that don't serve them well and don't get them the results that they're looking for when it comes to selling. Like like what, Diane? Come on, give give us some... Give us some more there. I can give you a bunch. Okay. That just sounds so. that just sounds so really good. I mean, that's that's. I, I'm sitting here going, okay, I want to know more. So one of the things that they do is they go to networking events, thinking that they need to leave with a customer. So <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So they spend all their time talking about their product or service. They don't learn anything about anyone. Um, they're boring, you know, because no one really cares. Uh, So that's not good. 
Um, and then they wonder why they're not getting any traction with that. Like that's what's so interesting to me is all these people who do these things and then wonder and and don't stop and think, okay, well, it's not getting me to goal. Maybe I should change mm-hmm. what it is I'm doing. Yeah. So that, that's one of them. Um, another thing that people do is when they get into that sales conversation, so they get the meeting, they get into that sales conversation, they do all the talking. <laughs> so they don't, once again, learn anything from the person they're talking to. So they can't connect what they offer to what that person or company needs. And um, then they don't get enough information so that they can adequately propose. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder why they're ghosted. They can't get them, you know, back on the phone. They can't get another meeting with them, those sorts of things. Those are two. I I mean, it's just, it's amazing, isn't it? Last time I checked, we're here to solve other people's problems and help them get what they want, not what we want. And if we don't go into it with that kind of an idea, then it's going to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what happens. And it's, it's just a shame. I just, and I see a lot of small business owners doing these things or not doing the things that they need Mm -hmm. to do because they don't want to feel yeah. Like they're selling. Yeah. And then, and that's sad because sales is one of the most noble professions in the world. But that's, yeah. that's a topic for another show. Um, uh, there we go. I tell you, it's just, it's incredible. I had a networking call with a gentleman yesterday, and for 30 minutes I learned everything that he wanted to tell me about his business. <laughs> and it was, as you say, the most boring phone call I have ever spent in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're supposed right? to both be a part of a really, really cool networking group. And uh, yes. this gentleman, I, I would, I would love to help him get better. I mean, that's the bottom line. I'd love to help him get better because he, he definitely didn't understand what the the objective yeah. was. Right. And, but let's talk about networking for a minute because I mean that's sure. the top of the funnel for so many of us, and now we do it virtually as well as as face to face. What do you, what, what's your standard for networking? When you get into an, a situation like that, how, how do you go about meeting people in a big virtual classroom kind of an atmosphere and, and networking? So my standard belief system is that um, networking is about building relationships with people who may or may not need what you have to sell. So I always enter, this may sound counterintuitive, but I always enter networking events, whether they're virtual or in person, with a belief that no one in the room needs what I have to sell. (laughs) That's a good idea, yeah. Right? Because then I'm not in sales mode. Yeah. If I I walk in thinking, okay, well, no one here is going to need what I have to sell, then I'm not even worried about it. I'm not thinking about me. I'm not thinking I have to be slick and clever and and whatnot. I can be in curious mode. I can Uh be totally open to learning and engaging with other people and taking away that sort of information. Curious mode. I love that line. I mean, that is, I'm going to steal that, Diane. (laughs) I mean, that's just, that's just cool. Curious mode. That's exactly where we need to be when we're networking. More to come right after this. We are very excited about having Alego as our first sponsor on the business of sales. And you can learn more about Alego at Alego.com. But like, here's the short story. You ready? 
A Lego is a computer platform that is AI-driven and salesperson-centric. It has power, agility, and insight, and even makes it easy for you to drive results in this hybrid world that we all live in. All that takes place in a single platform and a single app. Nearly a million people use Alego to equip sales professionals with intelligent training, coaching, and content that actually helps engage and convert prospects into clients. Check out Alego.com and learn more about what a sales enablement platform can do for you. That's Alego, A-L-L-E-G-O.com. You'll be excited about what Alego can do. And then the other thing I guess that I've learned recently is once I, most of networking is a phone call or a, a Zoom call nowadays. And I, I, somebody mentioned to me the other day, and I think it's absolutely right on target. Once I learn something about you and, you know, I'm, maybe I have an opportunity to share a little bit about me, then my focus becomes how can I help you right this very minute? How can I add value to you and your business? And I find that if I do that and I can help somebody, mm-hmm. then we're going to begin to build a relationship. And that's what sales is all about, I think. Exactly. And, you know, you just made me think of something else that I think is so important that people miss. If you if you think about networking in terms of identifying, learning who's out there, what they have to offer, and who's good at what they do, then you are really building a resource toolbox that then you have at your disposal when you are talking to other people and they talk about things that they need. So, And then you can connect folks. Yeah, right. And when you're a connector, that that brings all sorts of positives to everybody. Absolutely. Everyone loves a connector. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Who was it? Oh, golly gee. What was the book? Uh, uh, what was the guy that was a stationary salesperson for all his life and, and wrote like three different books about the whole thing. But he talks about having a Rolodex and having like, you know, mm-hmm. hundreds of people in his Rolodex. Well, mm-hmm. probably I'd bet you, Diane, most of our listeners don't even know what a Rolodex is. I was just going to say But it's the same thing electronically today. And I have I have a real problem with that. Help me, Diane. I, I meet a lot of people. I do a lot of yeah. networking stuff. I have, well, I've got over uh, probably close to 200 podcasts recorded by now, 140, 150 of them published. And I, I, I don't have a way to go in and find those people or even bring them back up to the top of my mind. How do you manage the names and the flow of, of information that you get? Wow, that's really a good question because I should be using a CRM and I don't. I have to honestly say that, that, well, that I do that, not that, use that, it. That's okay because we're in that same boat together. Okay. Okay, good. You and I. Okay. <laughs> so typically what happens is someone will bring something up and either a, na- a name will come to me instantly or I will know that I know someone and I just can't pull it, you know, off the top of my head. And so I will say, you know, I know I know somebody, let me get back to you. And then I'll search my LinkedIn contacts, my, Mm, um, you you know, my Outlook address book, that sort of thing. I'll go back through past podcast guests because a lot of times that's where those people are. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and and search that way to pull up, okay, who was it that I was thinking of? Yeah, yeah. That's probably a good good place right there for for anybody who runs a podcast. You and me, it, it go back and let's see who was on the on the show, right? You know, I mean that just yeah, because they're great resources. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess on top of that, we we need, <laughs> I need a, a good CRM. I got to find one of those. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to have to make that a, a much higher priority. That's for sure. And then once you get that name and you've got somebody that you have a reason to believe would be a good fit for your ideal client, your ideal prospect, the practical stuff always interests me, Diane. How do you go about approaching that person without, uh, you know, as you say, success without selling? How do you do it without being that salesperson that everybody thinks is out there and they don't want to talk to? Yeah, um, it was such a good question. So I think there's a couple of aspects of that. I think one of the first ones is to research them as much as possible so that I can learn as much as I possibly can about them, about their, you know, their company, about what what's going on with them, look in the news, those sorts of things. So that then when I reach out, now one of the keys here is that when you reach out, you should be reaching out to get a meeting, not a sale. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if I want a meeting, it's it's easier if I know things about them so that I can have a conversation that um, shows them that I'm not just fishing, that there's something about them that I find interesting. And I would love to connect further with them and learn more about their organization. I mean, I sell to businesses, so. Mm-hmm. I would want to know more about the things going on with them, um, but being able to, you know, bring up something that I read about them or saw a video or whatever um, helps make that connection that shows that I've done my homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then honestly, I think it's a matter of just asking a lot of questions and really listening to the answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, it's, I don't ever go into it with, even if they say, so tell me about you. I always say happy to, would you mind if I asked you some questions first? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd like to get to know you first. And I have the questions that I want to ask. And y- usually it's an initial meeting. So it's short and it's just foundational. It's just, you know, we're we're starting the process. It's like dating. You know, we're starting the process of learning about each other. Do we want to have another conversation? Does it make sense to continue to engage? And um, and then depending on how it feels, mm-hmm. making the decision to schedule another conversation or uh or not, frankly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, that makes perfect sense. It really does. I mean, it, it's getting into the initial piece of discovery in the sales process where you're trying to begin to learn more about your prospect and what they need, want, and desire, right? Exactly. And and really understanding that just because they fit a certain mold, so to speak, doesn't mean that they're a good prospect. Mm-hmm. Right. And the only way we find out or that they would be a good client. And the only way we find out is really, once again, being curious 
and asking enough questions about enough things so that we get a feel for who are they, how do they work, how do they problem solve, how do they decision make. You know, there's a lot of things to know about them because we're going to be dealing with those sorts of things if they become our customer. Yeah, so, and, and and again, that's the only way you're going to learn what they need, want, and desire. That's right. That's and, right. You know, I mean, if, if if we lose sight of the fact that our job is to help other people get what they want, I think we're <laughs> yeah. we're losing sight of of being a successful business owner. Absolutely, absolutely, because it's not about our great thing; it's about their great need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if they don't need us, or they need something we right. don't provide, then right. it's back to being that great connector, right? Yes, yes, exactly. That's right. Because somewhere down yeah. the road, I'm going to need a referral and I just might get one if I help this person get what they want, even if it's not my product or my service. Absolutely. that That's exactly right. That's right. They may not become our customer, but they could become a good referral source. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A very good referral source. And, uh-huh. you know, I mean, of all the people I talk to, the one thing that I hear more than anything else is more has helped me figure out how to find more people to to engage in a conversation. Exactly. And, and that's that, all we should really want. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where it's all going to come from. Yeah. Diane, in your business, where does where do you go out looking for your ideal prospects nowadays? We talked about networking is certainly one source. Is there anything else that you find, you know, particularly profitable or helpful for you to find new people to work with? Well, for me, and boy, this really worked uh, pre-pandemic and and. Um, <laughs> not so much anymore, but, uh, public speaking ah. and it is one of the best ways for someone like me to find prospective clients because they get to hear me. They can hear, you know, how I communicate, how much I know about what I'm talking about. So they can, and then I just offer a 30 minute complimentary session phone session so that I can uh, learn more about them and they can experience me, you know, live and in color, so to speak. Um, So we can both determine if there's a match, right? If it makes sense for us to move forward into uh, an advising relationship. You know, that makes all kinds of sense. Tell uh, two, two questions come to mind real quick, Diana. Sure. Number one is, how, how do you find those gigs to go speak at? And second question is, what do you do when you get there? What do you talk about? Uh, so uh, pre-pandemic, it was pretty easy. I had built up enough of a reputation that people were reaching out to me to oh, see, nice? you know, if I could. Yeah, I, it's really, it was fabulous. I mean, it <laughs> took years, wonderful. you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely it takes, a, you know, a lot of work. But um so I was getting a lot of opportunities um, to do things. Once the pandemic hit, that all pretty much went away. I mean, I did webinars and things, but yeah. it was a different animal. Um, it is coming back now, but I also have signed up for something called Innovation Women, and they provide uh, links to organizations that are having events that you can register for um, to speak. You know, you can submit mm-hmm. to speak. Um, and and really doing a specific outreach to organizations that have my target market in them, uh, offering to speak for free because mm-hmm. it's great marketing for yeah. me. So um, and then when I 
do speak, it is typically on sales or some aspect of selling. Uh, sometimes it's on leadership, uh, customer service, but mostly it is anything attached to the selling process. When do you make a pitch for your product? I don't make a pitch for my product. What I do is thank you, thank you. That was that, that was a loaded question. <laughs> that was a setup question. That was a setup question, <laughs> Diane. That was a loaded question. I wanted you to say just exactly that. That was perfect. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. Hopefully, everyone hears that part. You don't pitch, <laughs> right? This is not not uh, a place for you to get up there and try and sell the entire audience on your product. I don't care at this point because your product may or may not be anything that I need. It's exactly right. And everybody Uh, hates it when people do it. Uh, See, that's another one of those things that I don't understand why people do it. Because they hate it when people do it to them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Everybody hates it. Why are we behaving this way? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Diane, you know, I did training for, I still do training, but I I did it in the corporate world for 30, 40 years. And I used to hate it when somebody got up on stage and read a PowerPoint to me. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's like, why are you, I can read, I'm going to read and I can, I can comprehend what's on that flipping slide. Exactly. Why are you reading it to me? Oh, used to drive me crazy. But then I, I look back and I realized that when I started doing that kind of stuff, I did the same dead gum thing. So, <laughs> you know, you have to learn. You have to you learn. Do. And That's I hope right. I hope some folks will learn right now yeah. that two things. Number one, when you're doing a public speaking kind of an engagement or even a training kind of thing for somebody, that's not yeah. where you start selling your product or your service. No. And number two, you don't read PowerPoint to people. Okay, we've done our job. We can all go home now. <laughs> Good for us. Yeah. Hopefully they're yeah. listening to that. I know. <laughs> I, hope so. I know. It's huge. It is huge. Oh, I love it. I love it. Dan, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being on the business of sales. Oh, thank you. I've had a blast. Now, before we leave, tell me a little more about uh, Succeed Without Selling. That's your newest book, your latest book? Yes. Yes, it is. It's available on Amazon or any place where you, you know, buy books. And um, and there's there's like worksheet templates in the back, but they're small. Uh, but people can download them from my website. They can also get a free chapter to read on my website if they'd like. Oh, cool. And your website is? hellbigenterprises.com hellbig com. yes oh that's perfect that is perfect I gotta go get my first chapter of the book that's oh heck I'm just gonna go buy the book <laughs> great thanks that just sounds it, it, well it does it sounds wonderful and I, I I love to read and I love to to read about business and about sales because in my mind, sales is still the one of the most important pieces of the entire economic process. So, hey. I so agree with you. And, you know, I would love to hear your feedback after you read it. I will. I will definitely drop you a line. Have a great week. Enjoy. And uh, I hope to see you again right here next week on The Business of Sales. 